to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hello, welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws, and I have another interesting person that I've gathered toward me, if that's not a weird use of English, but right, I've got someone interesting to speak to today, and it's somebody I've worked with a little bit on a professional level with me as a user and this guest as a service provider, I think it would be fair to say. I'm sort of looking at him on Zoom now saying, how's he reacting? I'll tell you what, I'll stop rambling. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, first off, this is this is amazing. You, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan. I listen in, so this is kind of like ringing up your favorite <laughs> TV program to to listen to. But I'm Ross. I'm a personal branding photographer, um, and essentially, what that means is I help businesses, um, predominantly solo business owners and entrepreneurs, um, enhance their marketing through personal branding photography. So it's kind of like that next step after a headshot you know i think we've all had kind of headshots for maybe at work or um, for our own business but the work that i do is kind of an end-to-end service where we look at the whole business of 360 and and try and show what your um your business's personality is um through photography and i help businesses do that so they can get more business with the type of clients they love to work with And that's why you're here today. This is what I wanted to explore. With this podcast, I like to look for aspects of digital marketing that some people might not have considered as being part of digital marketing. And personal branding is a biggie. It's a real big thing. And what I'm interested in talking about, talking with you about is how you approach this with people. Now, I've been through the system. I've I've been through one of your sessions. So I know and I know the, kind of the value of it, and I've seen the value of it. So we, we might come on to that later. So first of all, let, let's kind of talk about why somebody might need a headshot. If we kind of pin things on the headshot, first of all, we ought to explain what a headshot is. I've, I've got my my kind of um, industry speak alarm bell ring here. Ross, what's a headshot? No, definitely. I, I think it's kind of split up into two. So we've got the headshot, which is basically a portrait for your business purposes. So, you know, if we um, get married, we have our photos taken. If we um, have a family, we sometimes have portraits taken. Um, and it's, it's the same for our business. You know, um, the headshot is your kind of like your avatar, your kind of calling card, as it were, that you can use on all your social channels, on your website. Um, and it's important for your headshot to be consistent. You know, sometimes we might stick on LinkedIn a, a shot that we've taken with our phone or maybe one that we've had taken at a wedding or something like that and and maybe we've got them in all the different places um a consistent headshot allows you to be recognizable no matter where you are so if you're meeting a um a networking event in person or maybe someone stumbled upon your profile on on linkedin it's the same consistency and the same brand same personal brand so it just makes you more recognizable in your in your niche and also in the wider business excellent i mean it's my opinion that your your face Mm. these days is is almost as important as your logo definitely in fact it's probably it's probably more important because a logo can change but your face bearing barring kind of um extensive investments your face is going to look the same mm. most of your life i mean mine's been getting bigger for the last 25 years <laughs> but apart from that it's <laughs> i look much the same so um so obviously let, let's talk about kind of why we clearly both believe that portrait is is an incredibly important thing and it's mm. not just vanity it's not just hey you want to look better it's it's an important part of your business brand but i'm going to steer away from the word business actually let's keep this on personal brand so if a business brand is a logo and it's a font and it's various other look what we call look and feel things in in the trade a portrait if someone's listening to this and thinking well that's just my linkedin picture 
are they wrong? Um, Say yes. I, I think it's. I, I think it's it, it's it's across a, a few things really. Um, it's great for positioning. So if you're seen to have a professional headshot, um, it gives that connotation that you're really um, you're really serious about your business. You know, you're really proud to show your business to yourself. And you you have to remember as well for for people that are maybe have small businesses or entrepreneurs. Um, people buy people, mm. you know, um, we, we may offer a widget, we might create a widget or, or offer a service, but essentially people are buying from you because they love to work with you. You maybe have the personality that they really love. And, you know, as a photographer, there's lots of photographers in, in the region where we work today. Um, and in my, you know, my, in my background around weddings and portraits, why, how I kind of got into that industry, um, you know, there was tons of people that did this exactly the same thing. And that's, uh, that's no different for any niche or bit of business. But if we can kind of harness some of these things that make us unique and personal branding is kind of around this, it's kind of celebrating that sort of stuff. Um, and, and that's no different to your, your headshot as well. So the more that we can, um, show that, uh, we're approachable, that we're warm, um, it just makes us more, you know, affable in, in, in our market. Yeah, and it's it's your skill in kind of being able to bring that out. I mean, I, I personally realized I needed a new headshot um, when I had some business cards made and the guy who was printing them for me asked why I had a picture of my son on the card. Mm. And I thought it's probably probably been a while since I last had a headshot done. So I think it's also something that that really has to be kept current because I was finding that... I had the same headshot on my LinkedIn, my Twitter, mm -hmm. my Facebook, oh, just all mm -hmm. over the place. I use uh, something called Gravatar, which if anyone listening, if you haven't heard of Gravatar, it's worth having a look at. It's gravatar.com, I think. And essentially what it is, it's a service whereby you upload your headshot and then everywhere you make comments or a lot of places mm -hmm. you make comments on things around like blog posts or wherever around the web, your headshot will be shown there. It's a completely free service. So I was in a situation where I was kind of making noise locally, I think you could politely say. So um, not quite being gobby, but, you know, making trying to make my presence felt in a very nice way. And when I started going to networking events, I realized that no one ever knew who I was when I walked through the door because the picture that was everywhere was someone who in reality was at least 10 or 15 younger than, mm. years younger than who I actually am. It's... Um... No, I was just going to, it's going to say, you're absolutely right. You know, and, you know, I've had businesses and, and clients that have come and maybe, you know, they're, they're using shots that have been taken further than that 15, 20 years. You know, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things that aren't, that before they weren't kind of an immediate thought for a business to kind of update these things every now and then. Um, but more, I think now kind of personal branding is coming to a bit more to the, the forefront of things. Um, it's on people's minds a lot more. And with our use of social media, which is expanded, um, I think that's kind of helped that as well. Absolutely. And to my mind, it goes beyond kind of just the, the branding that you represent mm -hmm. within your own company because your face is your logo. It's, it's a part yeah. of how people will perceive you. So if you've got a dark or a black and white kind of mm. murky old photo, let's just stick with LinkedIn for, for kind of simplicity. Obviously, photos used in many, many places. If you've got a dodgy photo, I think it's a bit like if you use too many acronyms or abbreviations mm. when you put when you write anything online. I think it's a bit of a sign that you're not paying attention to details. You're you're you it's it's the visual equivalent of the old thing where bands used to, on their riders, a rider being um, a list of things you have to have where you, where you before somewhere, some <laughs> bands used to say no blue M&Ms. 
And the reason they'd say that wasn't because they didn't like blue M&Ms. It meant that when they turned up somewhere and they saw a bowl of M&Ms and there was blue ones in it, they'd know that mm. if the person putting on the event who was also responsible for safety missed that small point, then how could they be sure mm. that the lighting rigging wasn't going to fall yeah. on their head halfway through mm. the event and, and all those kind of things? So I think Ross is, Ross is incredibly polite and positive and I think it's one of the reasons we get on well. But I think in reality, if you don't have a good headshot, you're probably going to damage your personal brand and help people perceive yeah, you more than so. anything else. Yeah, I think so. It's, you know, it's... Um, it's it, it, it. Like I've pushed no. you because you are a positive no, person. No, you're not no, going to no, say no. something um, no. You know, I think with, with anything to do with your business, not just your headshot, it's, you know, what you do, you know, looking at your website, you know, your, your presence, anything like that. People can kind of subconsciously gauge these things from all your touch points, not just your headshot. Touch points. Um, and it's, this comes, you know, all these kind of marketing assets. Maybe you're sending leaflets out. What's the paper like? You know, is it a nice feel to it? What does that say about you? Are you using, you know, embossed paper? What does that say about your business? You can do so many great things before you actually step inside an office and meet someone. Um, which can help you so much. And, and that's part of what we do around personal branding. It's, it's showing your business personality, showing that, that um, potential client what it's like to work with you before they've even met you. And that acts as a really great filter because you know as well as I do, we, we, you know, we could have meetings set up in, in the past and maybe we've then come into the meeting and then we've just felt it's not mm. a great fit for that person. Um, but how great is it that we can do all this work up front? Um, so we've got all these touch points available. So it's kind of acts as a great filter. So people that aren't a good fit, you know, won't be coming along, you know, but all the people that will be, um, it's, it, it, it's, it, it has so many facets that um, can really help your business and not just in that kind of that visual aspect. Wonderfully diplomatic and positive. That, that I really, that really like the way you kind of explained that. Um, can you, can you kind of elaborate on that and how it goes past the photo past the image of someone's face in terms of personal branding? Yeah, definitely. You know, we've all been in a room and maybe at a networking event where we've met someone and it's just kind of like, we just haven't had that good feeling. Um, and if you think about that and, and how that works, it's exactly how you kind of, kind of create your online presence now um, with your social media, with your tone of writing. Personal branding means so many different mm. things to different people with what, what you do around SEO and the words you write for people. You spend a lot of time um, consulting with them to get the kind of tone that's right for them um, so that when they put out um, sales pages or, or websites or social media posts or blogs, mm. it's all in the same tone. So the person feels comfortable at each touch point. They're not thinking, well, you know, they're ranting one day and then really nice the next day. You know, what is the tone to your business? How do you, how do you communicate with people? And that communication, how you communicate with someone, if I was to meet you now in person, Andrew, would, should be the same way that I write my blogs, that I speak my copy. You know, you've mentioned there that, um, you know, beforehand, that you know, I have kind of a positive outlook and, and that's generally what I want to bring to all my touch points on the website, in my social media posts, on my videos that I put out on, on social media. It's so important to promote the kind of the best version of yourself that you can. Um, and this is not about changing who you are, but it's about embracing who you are and looking at all the amazing things that make you you. Because my hunch is that if you start to show those things in the stuff that you put out, 
you're going to get the people that you want to work with. And and that's just, that's just wonderful. Gold. So you're, you're, t- you're painting a picture for me of a natural representation of, of who we are rather than a mm-hmm. overly contrived version of who we mm-hmm. wish we would be perceived as. And I think that there's a crucial difference yeah. between the two things here. Um, and one of the things that I like about your work as a photographer is photography can really expose a lot of things and it can expose things with say the camera doesn't lie which i'm not sure is true anymore with kind of how much i know about lightroom and photoshop and i think it probably can lie now <laughs> um but it, it's a crucial part of of your truth now from, from my digital marketing perspective we're very wary when we look at someone's online presence so their website we're very wary of finding obstacles that people might perceive that block them from getting in touch with clients. So for example, if you are on someone's website and you don't quite understand why the prices are different on one page to another, or you don't understand why the homepage, the text is all like, buy, 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 sill it, bang, bah, huge, enormous kind of day glow. And then the about page is kind of very mousy. All those things put people off. And I've sometimes struggled to explain exactly why that is to some clients. But I think you've just explained it very, very well. Because it's a if you don't, if these things don't connect like a jigsaw, you're you're constructing something which isn't actually the truth. And I think whether people know it or not, so whether potential clients or customers know it or not, they can perceive these things. They might not be able to tell you. I don't think you could tell some people you know, give them a piece of paper and a pen and say, write down the 10 things you don't trust about this brand or this person. But everyone does have these cues. They have these internal things. Definitely. I mean, you know, with the clients I, I've worked with in the past um, and maybe there's things that aren't working for them in the business. Maybe they aren't getting the kind of the leads and, and that kind of thing that, you know, you work with businesses as well around this kind of stuff. And, and often it's not around that they need some new software. It's not around the fact that they need to, um, you know, by this widget or this thing that I think is going to help their business by just kind of taking a step back, looking at why mm. you do what you do and what that means to you and promoting that part of it. You know, anyone can can create a thing, a widget or a service. There's tons of people in, in all different markets that do that same thing. But if you can start to talk about why you're passionate about that, what how that makes you feel when you get up in the morning, you know, um, the stuff that goes on in the background when you're creating this thing, um, maybe some lineage to your family or, so, or something like that. The, if you can connect in those ways, which really touch, you know, the hearts of the people that are buying your stuff, that's when the magic happens. That's when you can really create traction, but also it's the easiest thing in the world to do because it's naturally what you do. <laughs> You haven't got to get up and you haven't got to get up in the morning and think, you know, there's lots of people that think, looking at Instagram, that they need to go and borrow someone's BMW, borrow a Chihuahua, such drink a thing. champagne. That was and such all this a kind thing for a while when, when SEO first started, yeah. every SEO consultant you saw would always be sat on the bonnet of a Ferrari or something. Exactly. And, and, and to be honest, Andrew, if that's your thing, if that's how you, what your life looks like, you go for it and you do that. But I think for many of us, sometimes we hold back on some of these things. You know, I wrote um, an Instagram post a little while ago about kind of guilty pleasures and how I don't think we should talk about guilty pleasures. They should just be pleasures. They they shouldn't shouldn't be none. Um, I love Hallmark movies, Christmas movies. Um, If you haven't come across them before, you can find them on Netflix. They are the most cheesiest 
holiday Christmassy movies. They're all set in the same quaint town in 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 um, in America somewhere, and they all have the same story. Um, but they make me feel good. And yeah, they did. You know, it's sorry, this the, is the thing. Two podcast hosts will always kind of like. Oh, we both want to say something to the guy, Ross. <laughs> no, it's it's just that. And you know, think of those things. Things are the things that bring you joy. Because again, my hunch is there's a lots of other people that that same thing brings people joy. And if you can connect on those things, you're going to bring the people that you want to you you, you want as as clients. Who would not want clients to work with? They got up in the morning. Um you know, looking forward to a day of work with someone that's like-minded and enjoys the same things as you, you can have an amazing time. So why not set yourself up? Set that expectation. Absolutely. I was speaking to somebody earlier today, a local copywriter, and she said that she's realised that the people that she wants to work with are people who she likes. (laughs) I thought, yeah, it sounds like a really obvious thing, but not a lot of people say that. Not a lot of people will actually say outright, I want to work with the people who I like. And if I think back over kind of many, many years ago, the clients who I found more challenging have been ones I wouldn't naturally spend time with outside of work. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So that it's all part of your it's your story. I think I'm quoting some kind of, it sounds like I'm quoting a deodorant kind of slogan or something. But it's, it's telling your story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Telling your story. <laughs> cool. So what kind of advice? I mean, if you were to do... I don't know if this is something you do or not, but if you were to do like a personal branding audit, if you were to kind of walk in and speak to a managing director or anyone, actually, I don't know why I chose that, and say, right, let's have a look at your personal brand from top to tail. Where, where What sort of thing would you start with? Um, I, I think it's one of those things where you have to kind of sit down with someone and think, you know, whatever this thing is, you know, we have to remember that a personal brand are not just for business owners. Everyone has a personal brand. And, and you know, the way I kind of like to, to kind of explain it, because um, there's a difference between, I, I believe, between personal brand and personal branding. I think they're different things. Um, and the way I like to think about it is kind of like a personal brand is what other people say about you and your authentic message, similar to that Jeff Bezos quote that we all know as well. Um, whereas personal branding is kind of what you say about yourself so that you are positioned to achieve whatever your desired outcome. So a personal brand for a business, maybe obviously to get the business, a personal brand for, uh, you know, a politician or someone else has got their own other agenda. So it's kind of looking at that from the, from the start and thinking, you know, what is the goal? What do you want to achieve? And then kind of reverse process in that, looking then back at all your touch points and saying, look, are we being consistent in these things? Is everything going towards that goal? Because for a lot of people, they, they want to achieve this thing in, in over on the right-hand side here, but all the things that they're doing aren't really conducive to that same goal. So I kind of like reverse engineer, start from the, uh, the goal, what do they want to achieve, and kind of start to look at the touch points, um, start to look at all the things that make their brand and all the assets that they have, um, and kind of work that So way. we're looking kind of, I was just seeing if I could make an acronym out of kind of a summary of what you've been saying. So far I've got... I've got honesty, <laughs> transparency, relatability. This is me sort of just summar- trying to summarise you into, um, summarise what you said. Mm. Honesty, trans. you can't make a word out of HTR, can you? It would have been neat if I made it as Ross, if I made <laughs> relatable, 
Oh, I don't know. Why am I trying to do yeah. this while recording a podcast? This this is the sort of thing we're both doing. It. It's, it's too tempting. This is the sort of branding exercise that I think you normally sort of do staring off into the middle distance, which makes for lousy podcast entertainment. But yeah, no, I'm going to think about that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to think of it now, but I quite like the mm. idea of trying to make Ross into something. <laughs> That's kind of gone off. Mm. Okay. I'll, I'll leave that with you. Okay. Watch this space, <laughs> listeners. Um, if, if Ross starts... Um, you haven't actually said your surname, you realise. I was about to say, no, I was about to say, if, if you mm. if you go find Ross on LinkedIn and, and see the Ross acronym pop up, you'll know where it came from. But then I've realised you haven't said your surname. <laughs> I haven't, no. So it's Ross Dean, D-E-A-N. Um, and you can find me over at rossdeanphotography.com or equally rossdean.com. Okay, cool. This this is an interesting subject. This It's, it's more challenging than I thought to kind of, for me to kind of get my head around, um, Hmm. it's the way you explain it is so beautifully clear that honest to God, what's happening here is I'm sitting here thinking about my own personal brand and I'm starting to spot holes <laughs> in what I do. So I think one, one of the things that, that you, you bring to, to the people you work with is, is a very gentle spotlight. Just, just having a look at, at some of the areas that, that people may not have considered. And I think that that's one thing that I've really valued in our interactions together. So Ross, I really appreciate that. No, that, that, that's great. And, and what I would say to people is just don't don't kind of fret about this stuff. You know, just in, you know think about that you need to make some changes and just take small piecemeal steps. You know, you'll get there. Ross optimizes super simplicity. There we go. No, I can't use Ross as the first R, can I? That's really cheating. Oh yeah, no, that's a waste one. We need, to, we need a good word there. We need Relatable a, um, optimization of something simplistic. No, I've said I wouldn't do it, and I'm now doing it. Right. So people know where to find you, Ross. Thanks for that. And thanks for your time. And I'm looking forward to kind of watching your journey. I've really enjoyed the, the the way you kind of present your your view on life through your podcast. And I can heartily recommend everybody listening goes and has a look for your podcast. And it is called Make Today Count. Um, and you can find it anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Just put it in the search. Wonderful. I just looked up. Uh, Ross gave me um, gave me a, is it a silicon band. When we mm, met one time, and I've got it just above where I've got my camera here, because obviously we're recording this on Zoom. Just above my camera, I've put I've mm. put my little band up there. So in my eye line all day long, I've got make today count there, and I like yeah, that. It's a good little reminder. It is absolutely is okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope this has been enlightening. Any questions, please let us know, and please do go and have a look at Ross Dean's work. I think you'll be, I think you'll be surprised. I mean, just be surprised at how how nicely he he can bring people's personalities through. It's uh. I've worked as a photographer myself and I don't know how he does it. I think it's probably just you being you actually, Ross. I think you just bring it out in people. Anyway, oh, I know this has become a real kind of love <laughs> fest at the end of this. But anyway, <laughs> right. So you've been listening to Internet Marketing for Humans. Please subscribe and comment and rate and send me chocolates. Um, appreciate your ears. I appreciate your time, Ross and Gareth who is editing this. I appreciate your time as well. Okay, everyone, make today count. Have a good one. Bye.